prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. When's the last time you gave blood? I don't mean like worked hard and blood, sweat, and tears. I mean really walked into an American Red Cross location or blood drive and sat down for 15 minutes and gave blood. Probably, for many of you, never. Um, there actually may be some amazing benefits to giving blood that go far beyond the benevolence of donating blood to people who need it. My guest today is a friend of the show. He's Dr. Michael Smith from the Life Extension Foundation. We're going to be talking about this subject in just a moment. I just want to mention to those of you who are still interested in taking advantage of the Earth Pulse Pulse Electromagnetic Field device, if you use the coupon code SHR2010, you will save $50 off your purchase. Go to earthpulsetechnologies.com. Okay. Dr. Smith, how you doing? Hey, Carl. I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. You know, this really is something that most of us don't even think about at all, giving blood, right? right. Yeah. Well, it's, it, well, at least we don't think about it in the terms of the health benefits, right? Right. We, we, mean, we, right, right. We, we, matter of fact, when people think about giving blood, one of two things happen. In college, I gave blood because I got, back then, I want to say $20 or $15 a pint, uh, which, right, was, right. which wasn't bad. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and not naturally, giving blood, you know, uh, during catastrophic events, you know, earthquakes and so on, because there's a demand for blood. But I don't think that that all benefits the recipient of the blood. Now we're going to talk about right. the benefits of to the, the giver of the blood. Right. It's, it's a win-win situation, isn't it? Not, not, only do, not only are you helping somebody else out that, that needs that blood, in some cases you can donate blood directly to a family member for a specific person. Um, in some cases you can actually donate blood to yourself. That's a, that's becoming popular. As a matter of fact, you exposed. I think you exposed me to that concept. Maybe was it you or I was reading an article about a guy who started a company where you can save your own blood. Yeah, well, Life Extension's even looking into um, taking that to the next level with stem cells and stuff, saving your own right. stem cells. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, though, most people give blood uh, be, because they want to help people, and, and that's great. But and, and that's that's the driving force here. But what's really cool about this is when you do give blood, it comes back to you. And how often do we hear about that? Um, things we, you know, when when you're when you're good to others, things come back to you. And blood donation is the perfect example of that. Okay. There are many, many, many health benefits. Okay, and let, let's talk about this. Bloodletting has been something that's been around for thousands of years, correct? Yeah. Well, last okay, when I looked this up, I saw that it started about three thousand years ago with the Egyptians, and I don't know how they did it, but I assume it was with leeches. Right, um, and they were bloodletting. Um, really, through it spread to the Greeks and the Romans. Uh, the popularity of bloodletting, um, you know, really carried out well through the Middle Ages. Um, kind of reached its peak in the 19th century, and then died off as as a as a therapeutic tool by the end of that century. But but see, but notice back then, 
they were doing it for the benefits, the health benefits, not they weren't donating to, to essentially donate to somebody else. They were bloodletting to treat things. Right. And, and so we, you know, of course, thinking that we're, we're smarter than they were 3,000 years ago, which evidence is showing maybe we weren't, um, which is interesting in, its, in and of itself. <laughs> right. But what, you know, what they were doing back then was treating disease. What we do now is simply to help others. Well, guess what? You can bring both of them together. New research, good evidence-based research is showing the benefits to the heart, to certain types of cancers. Um, you know, you can even get, uh, they, they check for certain infections in your blood. Maybe they'll catch something early. And the newest one that I love is it might actually improve uh, food allergies. So yeah, there's so a lot to talk about here. Let, okay, so let's, let's start with the most, um, the, the, the drum that is being banged the most by those who advocate giving blood. There's a consensus out there that they point uh, to some differences in heart disease and cancer rates in men right. and women. Um, who have evidence of high levels of iron or ferritin, yes. but the women yes. tend not to have this because up until the point when they stop menstruating, when they go through menopause, right. they're constantly bloodletting they, once they a were month. Blood, yeah, essentially women bloodlet uh, once a month, and that probably offered um, a significant amount of uh, cardiovascular protection. And, of course, once women... Um, go into menopause, Carl, they basically, it's around that age that age time. Now, there's no real specific age because every woman goes into menopause differently, right. right? But once a woman goes into menopause, her risk for cardiovascular disease not only matches me and you, Carl, in some cultures and in some uh, races here in this country, like the Hispanic population for women, actually surpasses men. Wow. Yeah, so, and so this whole idea, we, we, you know, at Life Extension, we've been talking about this. I don't think we've written anything formally about it, and maybe it's time we do. Maybe I need to speak to the magazine, but basically, we have always recognized the fact that iron, iron itself, is a metal. And what do metals like to do? They like to rest. They like to oxidize. Oxidize. And right, I was yeah. just going to say, iron is yeah. one of the key oxidators in the body. That's what it does. Its job is to oxidize. And we, have, and we talk about, we talk about um, antioxidants, you know, and the importance of high antioxidant levels. Well, guess what? There's a flip side to that, not developing high, amount, <laughs> right. high loads of things that oxidate. Imagine if you're doing, and I'm sure there's a lot of your listeners out there, uh, Carl, that fall into this category. You could be doing all of these great supplements. You could be exercising, eating right, the, the leafy green vegetables, the dark-colored fruits, you know, supplementing with antioxidants. Wow, it's kind of scary to think that that could be all in vain if you're not checking your serum iron levels. Because right. if they're elevated, you're fighting an uphill battle. You essentially have a metal uh, in your body that's going to rust. And oxidative stress is really the first and still leading theory of aging. Right. Why things fall apart in us. As a matter of fact, a good friend of mine who's done a lot of research on resveratrol claims that it's the accumulation of iron and similar metals in the body that cause advanced aging. Or Basically, he claims that it destroys cells from the inside out. You know, didn't you? Wasn't it last time, Carl? We've talked some. We've had so many shows together. I forget. <laughs> I, I forget which was we. But you had said something um, about you, I, you. You said this a few times to me. This this perfect storm. Oh yeah, that's my new mantra now. The perfect yeah, storm. Yeah, I of love health, it. Right? I mean, think about it. here. It is again. I mean, you know, we, we we're fighting so many toxins in our environment, and 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 guess what's out there? Very prevalent. You can do a heavy metal test. 
um, in in most people, um, and you're going to have positive results. We all have these metals, especially iron, um, floating around in excess in our body. And they and accumulate. Is, they accumulate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And it builds up oxidative stress. Now, oxidative. now what, does the bo- is the body designed to get rid of metals or the only way to get rid of them to do a bloodletting? Um, well, you know, there are some pathways uh, for some of the minerals that can oxidize, the chromiums, the manganese, the magnesiums, those are minerals that do have the ability, these more what we call organic minerals, right. they, they do have the ability to um, you know, filter through the liver, they do have some metabolic pathways to degrade, but the inorganic metals... Um, uh, the irons, the cadmium, cadmium right. is these arsenic, all these other ones. No, you're right. The only way that you're really going to get rid of these is to is to bloodlet. So uh, again, it one of the key things that people can do to live longer is reduce oxidative stress. Yes, take your antioxidants. Yes, eat those dark colored fruits and vegetables. But I got to tell you, if you don't know what your serum iron level is. You're making a mistake, and you're fight. You, you could be doing a lot in vain. Now we talk about iron, but uh, the, in in the medical uh, industry, they they look for ferritin. Correct? That's the ferritin levels they look. Well, for. there's no, no. We the the easiest thing to do, um, you know, a basic chemistry uh, blood test, Carl, will will look at your, your liver, your kidneys, all that. And the last thing that a, a chemistry chemistry panel will uh, list there is the serum iron. And that, that's really where you want to start. Ferritin is simply the body storage for iron. Oh. Uh, and it can be a little misleading. Um, and and ferrit- when iron is bound to ferritin, it actually what happens is there's this protein called transferrin that the liver makes. And it travels around and it tries to bind up that excess iron. Because guess what? The body knows that excess iron is dangerous. Ah. So the body has this way of protecting yourself. It's called transferrin. When iron binds to it, it becomes ferritin, and it gets stored up in the liver. So ferritin is actually um, a, a protective mechanism from excess iron levels. So, no, really what you want to look at when it comes to the direct oxidative damage that could come from these metals or iron itself is the serum iron level, which is a part of any chemistry panel today. Yeah, okay. Um we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to start talking more about some of the other benefits. Also, uh, we're going to cover frequency and how to go about giving blood towards the end of the show. We're talking today with Dr. Michael Smith. This is a really, really good subject. Uh, some of you may be a little squeamish about it. Get over it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you still on the fence about Body Protection Complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to DrSeeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC, Body Protection Complex, today. Do you use protein powder? Then you'll want to hear this. Thrive Protein is the single best protein blend in the world, built around what Mother Nature put into mother's milk. Thrive Protein is the first human-appropriate protein blend. There's just 
too much in Thrive to list in this commercial. That's why I'm challenging you to compare your current protein to Thrive. Get your current protein and go to thrivprotein.com and see how your protein's label stacks up to Thrive. For a limited time, get three pounds of Thrive for $59.95, including shipping inside the USA. That's thrivprotein.com and code COMPARE. Get ready to experience protein envy. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mital Red Light so you can get Get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitalRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitalRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just up to its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Listen strong. It's Superhuman Radio. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. Just a reminder, Orbit Nutrition offers my listeners an additional 10% discount when you go to OrbitNutrition.com at checkout. Use the coupon code SHR10, that's SHR10, to get an additional 10% off their already low, low prices. Check them out, OrbitNutrition.com. My guest today is Dr. Michael Smith. We're talking about the benefits to you when you give blood. Actually, these benefits are profound. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Carl, heart, you, heart, heart disease and, and, and yeah. cancer are directly affected by, uh, by iron accumulation in the body. Yeah. The, the uh, American Medical Association published a study in 2007 that clearly showed giving blood twice a year, every six months, reduced the risk, uh, I'm sorry, reduced the number of uh, acute heart attacks and strokes by 50%. I mean, that's pretty amazing. There's not, I don't know of really any other medication out there that a doctor can write for you that has that kind of result. That's just simply giving blood. The other thing it does too, when you have all those, uh, when you have all that excess iron floating around, it, it, we, we talked about the oxidative stress. What really that's impacting is what we call lipid uh, oxidation. When your cholesterol gets oxidized, when your fats get um, oxidized, that's when they stick to the sides of the right. arteries and that's when they cause plaque. So it's, also, it's not just about lowering oxidative stress in general. It's actually about protecting your arteries from that lipid or cholesterol oxidation. Well, you know what? I, I think everything in life 
especially when it comes to medicine, can be reduced to an automotive analogy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. some truth in it, right? <laughs> okay, uh, so you know what? Imagine you've been driving your car for 40 years, right? And you've never changed the oil, but you just keep topping it off. Every time it needs a little oil, you top it off. Imagine the sludge that would be in your yeah. engine. You know, th- th- every time you give a pint of blood, the body has to reproduce that pint of blood, which first of all has to be really great for this spleen and the bone marrow and everything, which probably is more stagnant if it's not doing this per- periodically. Right. But But more importantly, you have this... You have this unsaturated, pristine blood that now is able to accumulate toxins and stuff that are in the body, get them out of the cells into the blood so that next time you give blood, you pull some more out. Little at a time, you keep getting rid of things that you don't need, like the accumulation of heavy metals. As you said a moment ago, which I I was totally shocked by, there's evidence that by doing this, you could actually reduce allergies. Yeah, we knew, you know, there's, um, you can also donate plasma. I don't know if you've ever done that, Carl. It's a little bit different process than donating blood. But we've known for years that when people donate plasma, it's kind of where the platelets and stuff right. are in the blood. When you do that, um, it seems that some of those uh, antibodies that are attacking certain food sources, causing some problems in people, gluten allergies, wheat allergies, just some of those common food, not, not the dangerous allergies. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the chronic Anno- the allergies. Annoy- yeah, the annoying ones. Right, the ones yeah. that upset your stomach, make you feel fatigued, worn out, body run. aches, right. Right. all that kind of stuff. Well, we knew that when people give plasma, it, it helps with those things. Well, now evidence is showing if you give blood, two times or more a year that some of those kind of same food allergies can be helped just with blood donation. So, yeah, there's some amazing benefits to, to you as a blood donor and, and also helping out somebody else. What about just the, the uh, hemodynamic effects? You, you know, you, you, uh, For instance, you have men out there like myself who are on hormone replacement therapy and I have to keep a close eye on my hematocrit and my hemoglobin mm-hmm. levels. So right. just by giving a pint of blood, let's say, every other month, am I not changing that that hemodynamic value because now my body has to produce new fresh blood to fill that space? Yeah, you do. It's the, it, you know, the viscosity of the blood is determined by the different uh, amounts of proteins that are in the blood. Uh, the hemoglobin, for instance. As you know, when men are on testosterone, one of the things we always look for is a rise in red blood cells, a, uh, an increase in the hematocrit, just like you said. And, get, and guess how we treat that, by the way? By giving... Donate. Do, donate. Yeah. I, I know. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, you donate blood, right? right. That, that's how. That's how. At least I actually, treat it. Actually, 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 isn't the term phlebotomize or something like that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I guess yeah. people. Well, no, because I always like to start. You know, the, there are some cases where you can't give blood. Okay, and that's where you do want to um, phlebotomize off your blood. Is how is how they say. Ah, uh, okay. So um, the difference that phlebotomize means you're 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 pulling it out and throwing it away. I yeah, guess. you're basically throwing it away. But I always like to start off by asking people if they can donate blood. Um, you know, that's, that's, I like that terminology better. So, uh, people on testosterone often have to check their red cells just like you do to make sure that you're, you're pulling off this excess amount of hemoglobin that builds up. That excess amount of hemoglobin, when that gets too high, when the red cell number gets too high, the viscosity of the blood increases and you're more prone to clot now. The hemodynamic instability from not bloodletting or donating blood occasionally really comes down to the blood clotting cascade. Ah. And as we know, blood clotting is why we have acute heart attacks and acute strokes. Right. 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 So that's why it's important anybody who's on testosterone, if you haven't looked at your red blood cell level uh, within, uh, say, the last two or three months, you really need to do that and follow that closely. That is one of those flip sides to testosterone therapy. Never mind the fact, aside from the clotting 
itself and, you know, the viscosity of platelets and all that sort of stuff. The, the other issue becomes when the blood gets thick like that, uh, it's like the difference between 10 weight oil and 90 weight oil. The heart has to work a lot harder to move that blood around. It does. In the other place that all that blood's going to get, you know, the, the thicker it is, the more viscous it is, it's going to get stuck in that spleen like you mentioned before. Right. And one, one of the jobs of the spleen is to filter the blood, not in the same sense as the kidneys do, you know, to get rid of salts and acids and stuff like that. The spleen filters blood essentially so it can, it can monitor the blood. It can find infectious agents and cancer cells, and it essentially kind of traps it. Uh, in the spleen. Well, imagine if the spleen is already gunked up yeah. with all this excess blood, um, and and now you're expecting that spleen to still do its job. Well, it can't. So you end up building up toxins. You end up building up cancer cells. That's why. Guess what? There was a new Scandinavian study that showed this was over. By the way, in 2008, over a million people were studied. A million donors were studied, and they showed a decreased risk of liver, lung, colon, stomach, and throat cancer. And we believe it might have to do with this idea of cleaning out the spleen so the spleen can now filter those cancer drugs out. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, so again, all these major, major health benefits. One thing, though, can we go back to the iron real quick, Please, please. Um, uh, You know, optimal iron levels, if you take a blood test... Your doctor, um, I guess the what, what, we, what we call the standard lab reference range, that when you get your labs, you always see your results first, and then off to the right is the range, the reference range, the average, right. if you will. That's the standard uh, uh, reference range. Um, most labs list that between 40 and 150 for iron. And what, and, what, and what is the increment? Is this picograms, or is it the... Um, oh, I have to check that. I, okay, think, it's okay. pi- I, I, do, I think it's micrograms okay. per deciliter, but okay. we, I'll check that for you. But, okay. Um, ultimately, what we like, um, actually, I have it right here. It's actually the, uh, it is micrograms per deciliter. Okay. So that's going to be your units, and the average lab will go up to 150. Life extension, we believe, we believe it needs to be less than 100, your serum iron level to be safe. So if you're approaching that 150 range, you definitely need to start thinking about donating some of that blood. What about what's the low end before anemia and, and issues like that become? Um, less than 40, getting down to the 30 so, range. That's okay. when you'll start seeing the impact on red blood cell production. Just like anything, Carl, we, we need to have things at a nice balance. That's why at Life Extension we refer to everything as an optimal range, which means not enough is not good and too much is not good. And iron's a perfect example of that. Less than 40, let's say you could be in trouble for anemia. Greater than, um, in our opinion, greater than 100, you are at an increased risk for oxidative stress free radical production, you're going to age faster, and your heart's not going to like it. Okay, so here, here's a question for you. You know, women, women have a menstrual cycle approximately every 28 days. I doubt that they're losing a pint of blood during that period of time. So a pint of blood is probably a little bit more than the average woman loses. Would you yeah, agree? Mo- yes, okay. I would okay. agree with that. Okay, yes. Yes. So, so being that the increment of donation tends to be the pint, do you think that every other month or every third month is, is is a realistic goal for someone who really wants to take advantage of this, but not become you know excessively dangerous with how much blood they're giving? Well, well no, no. Let, let's let let's let two things answer that question for us. Number one, let's let the studies answer that question. If you want to protect your heart, you got to at least do it twice a year. Okay. And the other way that you should really what should dictate this, Carl, is your serum iron level. But do right. they? But do they test that at the when you go to to give blood? Do they test that 
uh, for you? No, they don't. That's why you need to do, I mean, everybody at least twice a year should be checking a basic chemistry profile, right. which is going to look at your liver, your kidney, and that, and that iron level. I mean, come on, I mean, that's, so what happens if you're doing it twice a year, but because you're on testosterone, you're, you're, you're tending to go up in that viscosity, the red cell, the iron, and all that kind of stuff. Right. You, might, you might need to donate a little bit more often, but I think twice a year, Sounds pretty good, and that's at least what the AMA published, showing that twice a year protected the heart. It decreased MI, or the, the number of MI in strokes by 50%. That's yeah, hard to argue with. We, I just got a Facebook message from a listener named Janine who said, what if your iron is always too low to give blood? Isn't that pernicious anemia when you have constantly low iron? No, that's a different type. Pernicious anemia has to do with B12 absorption. Okay, okay. That's a, that's a different type of thing. Well, first of all, is she, in the, is she still menstruating? And that might be her issue. Some women do have more heavier uh, menstrual flows than other women, so that might be the issue there. Obviously, if you're c- constantly below 40, it may not necessarily be a bad thing. Right. What you really need to look at is what your red blood cell numbers. If the low iron level is affecting your red blood cell number, then we need to investigate why you're becoming anemic. Is it because you are bleeding somewhere else or you have a chronic disease? Chronic diseases can actually cause your iron levels and your red blood cells to come down. Off too. the top of your head, uh, top of your head, what, what are the, like the two biggest culprits, chronic disease that cause the drop in iron levels? Colon cancer. Um, for both men and women, for uh, for women, you're looking at ovarian cancer, uh, endometri- uh, uh, endometrial cancer, and then the benign tumors called fibroids. Fibroids, okay. Uterine okay. fibroids. And, and obviously, those... the... Carla, Carla, don't put me on the spot like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and, and obviously, those come with other <laughs> symptoms as well. So I mean, it's it's more than well, just well, yeah, the yeah, you do. Yeah. But I, what I would do for that uh, for that uh, young woman who um, just uh, call, uh, typed Jan- into you there, right, Janine, I, yeah. I, I would follow the red blood cell number. I mean, maybe 40 is fine for you, right? When you look at labs and you look at reference ranges, remember, those are just bell curves. Right. They're just standard bell curves, and it's normal to be a little bit off that bell curve, high or low, and, st- and still not have disease. Right. So I would look at the, tell her to check out the, her red blood cell levels, and if she's not anemic, I wouldn't worry about it. And, and so once a quarter is a reasonable goal for people to give a pint of blood, it sounds like. I don't, I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. The other thing to remember, too, the reason we do pints is because we want to help other people. I mean, if we were if we were drawing off less than one pint, uh, I mean, blood banks wouldn't last long at all. Right. So the pint is necessary to help others, and that pint is just simply going to help you as far as oxidative stress, protecting your heart, protecting yourself um, from cancer. One last thing, too, before we leave the iron issue, I understand that there are some people out there, Carl, that cannot donate blood, yet they might have an iron level that's 150. Well, what are they going to do? Well, the one thing that people, we all should do is we need to look at, if our iron level is greater than 100, we need to look at where it's coming from. The most common sources of iron are going to be obviously food, um, supplements. You really need to look on the label of whatever supplements you're taking. Life extension, we don't put iron in, our, in any of our supplements unless it's an iron supplement. Right. Water, water wells, uh, if you're drawing your water mm, from a well, sure. is, is going to be full of iron. And then, believe it or not, cookware, cast iron skillets. Bingo. And I, yep. I know. I used to cook with cast iron. I had a beautiful black cast iron I pan. did, too. And I still, once in a while, use it not as much as I used to. Nothing but cooks like cast iron. The, 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 the heat good. is so even. You know it what I mean? Is. And hey, hey, go ahead and cook with it. That's fine. You know, that's if that's what you want to do. But just go ahead and donate blood a couple times a year to keep the iron level in check. That's all you have to do. Now, here's the thing, though: if you can't donate blood, what are you going to do? What do you do? Um, um, well, here's the, you can um, you can either just go ahead and blood let right, 
Or you can do the, um, there's an enzyme called lactoferrin that comes from whey. Lactoferrin will soak up that excess iron, take it out of your system. You're urinated out, actually. Wow. Um, some, of it will, some of it will also come out in your stool. It's called lactoferrin. If you can't donate blood, do lactoferrin until that iron level comes down, and then you're fine. That is great advice, especially for those of us who use a lot of whey protein powder, like myself. Yeah, whey protein should have some lactoferrin yeah, in it. Yeah, most of it Check does. Lact- lactalbumin sure. and lactoferrin. Most yeah, of it and does. That's, it's going to soak up that excess iron. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to ask you, what are the things that could disqualify somebody from being able to give blood, like no-no drugs and uh, certain diseases? We're talking today with Dr. Michael Smith. We're talking about the benefits that you can feel, that you can experience by donating blood, perhaps once a quarter. You have to check your iron levels. And we're going to be talking more about this when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. Are you still on the fence about Body Protection Complex, BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to DrSeeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC, Body Protection Complex, today. Do you use protein powder? Then you'll want to hear this. Thrive Protein is the single best protein blend in the world, built around what Mother Nature put into mother's milk. Thrive Protein is the first human-appropriate protein blend. It's just too much in Thrive to list in this commercial. That's why I'm challenging you to compare your current protein to Thrive. Get your current protein and go to thrivprotein.com and see how your protein's label stacks up to Thrive. For a limited time, get three pounds of Thrive for $59.95, including shipping inside the USA. That's thrivprotein.com and code COMPARE. Get ready to experience protein envy. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Lights so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just up 
launched its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Jumping higher, lifting more. It's Superhuman Radio. For anybody who's been sitting on the fence thinking about getting a copy of Change Your Life Now, you'll get an additional 15% off the purchase of the book. Go to superhumanradio.com, look for the Change Your Life Now banner ad. My guest today is Dr. Michael Smith from Life Extension Foundation. If you are not already receiving Life Extension Magazine, what an amazing magazine. This month, there was a fantastic article about a, a variety of supplements that can actually slow the progression of Parkinson's disease. I mean, we're talking about great information. You can get a free subscription. Free, I said. Did you hear that? You don't have to pay anything for it. Just go to superhumanradio.com on the hand, right-hand sign at the bottom. You have two ways to, to subscribe. On the, on the internet, just click the link or call the 800 number and get your free subscription to Life Extension Magazine. You know what? I, I don't even have to do my show anymore. I could just get on the air and read Life Extension <laughs> Magazine every month. That's all. It's really not a mag, it's really a, a journal. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, 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 it's evidence-based, uh, uh, information, you know, from cover to cover. And you know what? I, I used to love to leave it on my coffee table because when people would come over, especially young women, they thought I was intelligent. They're like, oh, they you thought, read that, right? <laughs> yeah, they thought. You know, it, it, until I opened my mouth, I was yeah, safe. <laughs> that's the problem right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Um, I understand that there is, there's a myriad of benefits, and some of them we don't even know about yet until more research is done. But clearly, giving blood is a great thing for your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know that having low iron levels could disqualify you from giving blood. What about certain drugs, like people who are on blood thinners, like warfarin and cubidin? Can they give blood? No, blood thinning uh, are out. Uh, any any medications that thin the blood for the most part, or there has to be a deferral for some of them. Um, some of the platelet inhibitors, I think, are allowed, If, but you have to wait like two months after you started it to make sure you're stable. Um, uh, but the, the coumadin is, is not one that's allowed. Uh, anything, any drug, the second category then is any drug that affects hormones. So if you're on Proscar, Pro, Propecia, right, right, right. uh, any of those types of, um, of, uh, Aremadex, uh, Aremadex, which is, Aremadex, right, yes, right. which is the, uh, gonna block that estrogen production. Right. So anything basically that's gonna affect potentially hormone balancing is a no-no for, uh, giving blood. Certain antibiotics, mainly the tetracyclines, um, are not allowed. And there's actually the, um, the AMA has a nice list of all the different antibiotics that should not be um, that that you should not if if you're taking that you should not donate blood. Once you're off the antibiotic, you have to be off on average for two weeks, and then you can actually donate. Um, I think that covers most of the medications. What about Any, what about now? What about if you're on um, hormones? Like, what if you're taking testosterone? Yeah, you can't. You know, you have to actually check specifically for each uh, center. But I'm pretty sure um, that any of the, anything that's affecting hormones is not going to be allowed. Um, it, it, but check, but check with your local center. Okay. Okay. Um, now, besides though, there's a lot of other restrictions though that people do need to be aware of. Uh, believe it or not, if you're if you don't have controlled asthma, 
Um, they may not let you uh, donate blood. And is that in- because of because of what it could do to the recipient or what it could do to the the, the individual? No, donor? To, to the to the donor. It can yeah. actually be a stress on the person that's donating. So you have to be a, a, a as someone who has asthma that's well controlled. I think uh, not using your you know rescue inhaler more than a couple times a week or something like that. If you have any body piercings, ear piercings, um, you have to wait uh, twelve months. After you do those things, before you can donate blood, um, most cancers, you have to wait for five years um, and have to be disease-free for five years. And then some of your uh, big infections, um, hepatitis, uh, uh, mononucleosis, malaria, HIV, uh, syphilis, those are going to be diseases that are going to disqualify you uh, pretty much forever. I'm really disappointed. I mean... I, I want to. I want to start giving blood, and I'm on testosterone therapy, so I have to. I have to check with the Red Cross first of all, and, that, and that's yeah. that's who I'm going to use. I'm going to use the. But I've given blood before. I just don't remember if I told them if I was on testosterone or not, or whether well, I. Well, you know, ch- ch- check with your. There may not be um, d- definite uh, restrictions for the hormones, the bioidentical hormones themselves. There definitely are for the drugs that block the metabolic pathway. And like I can see. And I can and see that because yeah. because they can't they can't get that. Well, okay, here's a question that I I really need to direct to someone that's in the. A blood donor business, like some of, and I tried to get someone from the Red Cross to come on numerous times when I wanted to do this show, and I couldn't get them to come on. I- I'm wondering if they filter the blood to any d- degree, because a woman getting blood from a man, um, you know, a-, a male donor and a female recipient, that would, you know, it'd be an, an instant infusion of a lot of testosterone. Yeah, no, all all of the blood actually is um, filtered first. It's checked for all of the sexually transmitted diseases. Even if you check, no, I don't have HIV. I mean, they test all those things. They do uh, put the blood through some sort of filter, uh, filtration process um, to make sure that the viscosity is even for everybody as it sits in that bag. Right. Um, so there are some processes that follow. If you have any questions, the easiest thing to do, there is the um, an easy number to remember for Red Cross is simply the 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Oh, okay. 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. People can call... Uh, Red Cross, and they can answer those kind of more detailed questions about the process itself. Yeah, and and actually giving blood with the Red Cross is very simple, but they do like you to set an appointment. And, uh, you know, and right, like right now, I did speak to someone at the national level, and there's a big drive on to get O positive and O negative blood right now. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah, they'll they'll tell you what they're looking. I mean, they'll take anybody's blood at any time. I mean, that's the truth. But they they always have certain drives for certain whatever, it, and that might be different, Carl, from area to area. Right. What each blood bank might be um, might be looking for. Um, but it's it's really a simple process. If you haven't done it before, it's not hard to do. Plus, you get um, not only that they check your blood pressure, you get kind of like a mini free physical exam. They're right. going to check you for some of the basic uh, sexually transmitted diseases, which, hey, you got, if you got one of those, you got to know it, right? right. You, you have to, we have to be able to diagnose these things, and they will check that. Um, plus, you're going to be able to get rid of that iron, maybe protect your heart, protect from cancer, and you get a cookie and a little orange juice at the end. So, And that was the other question I was going to ask you. When, when you do give blood, they, they take a pint of blood. I know that the very, very small percentage of people have a bad reaction to giving blood. They either, either you know, passing out, uh, nausea, uh, and so on and so forth. A very, very small percentage. Yeah, but you know why most people pass out? They see their own blood in the bag. 
It's not, it's not the actual giving the blood. They just freak out when they see the blood. That's why most people actually pass right. out. Right. Yeah, but all you do after you're done doing this for the next 24 hours, drink lots of fluid, build up your own fluids as your, as your bone marrow starts to kick in, making some of this fresh blood, as you say, as the spleen begins to start to finally filter again. You just need to replace a lot of fluid and just eat regular meals uh, once you're, uh, uh, before and after you donate. So, yeah, and they, they actually say not to eat a high-fat meal before. Is that because it changes the viscosity of the blood? Yes, that's the only, uh, that's the only uh, as far as food, they, you don't want to eat a lot of fat, uh, but they do want you to eat something before you actually do it. If you right. don't, then you might feel a little dizzy. That's why they give you some sugar at the end of it. The sugar will help you feel better after you donate. It only takes maybe, what, 15 minutes um, the on average, um, and then uh, you'll rest after that for about 30 minutes. If you're at work, hey, you get an extra break in there. So, uh, and most donation vans go from, and I know here at Life Extension, about every three months, the Red Cross drives their big van up here. We get everybody out there, and we donate a lot of blood. That's a, now, that's a really nice idea. For those of you who are listening to the show that work at companies with lots of employees, why don't you take the initiative and uh, – you know, obviously contact HR first if you're not in the HR department already, and 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 set up a blood drive. Have have uh, have them bring the van out and and let all the employees donate blood. That's a wonderful thing that you'll be helping your coworkers. Forget about the recipients of the blood. We're not even talking about them right now. The benefits to you and your coworkers' health. I mean, I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we do that every. Uh, I think about every three months, and we. You know, it's it's so easy because um, they just drive up. You just go there. You go back to your desk and rest a little bit. You don't have to get right back to work. So right. it's just a real good way to. Uh, and 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 of course, as you said, what we're focusing on now obviously is the benefits to the human body. But ultimately, yes, it's also about helping people. Remember, though, back when this started, bloodletting um, was really about health benefits. It was about treating disease. Hippocrates used a lot of bloodletting. The Greeks, the Egyptians, why did they do this? You know, we always think that they're not very smart, right, Carl? Well, wait a second. They knew something. And now we're showing with good evidence that there is benefits to the human bodies for donating blood. So why not go ahead and do it? And if your blood can't be used for donation, go ahead uh, and, and bloodlet because we got to keep an eye on that iron. How can you? It, how can you blood? You got to go to your doctor, I guess, if that's what you're yeah. That uh, yeah. That the Red Cross will not do that. You do have to have a, an essentially a prescription uh, for for getting uh, you know, having a phlebotomist draw off a certain amount of blood. But it's still worth it if you can't donate because, again, benefits to your own body, watching that iron level, reducing oxidative stress, so, all very so you important. Would go to, so you would go to your doctor and you would say, this preferably right after a good you know CBC and, uh, and a blood workup and say, you know, um, I see my iron levels are kind of high. I would, I, I'm not a candidate to donate blood because of XX and Y. Can you arrange to have me phlebotomize so that I can get rid of some of my blood? What if the doctor goes, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard? Yeah, we'll call Life Extension. We have health advisors here that can help you find a doctor in your area that will write you this prescription. And that's an amazing thing about Life Extension. I think a lot of people are reluctant. I, I think that I found this out myself. I think people think that when you call Life Extensions and, and you get one of the uh, associates on the phone that is there to actually give you advice, that they're doing that to try to pitch you about something. No, we, we don't do any of that. I mean, they answer your questions. They go, do you need anything else? And you go, no. They go, okay, thanks for calling. And they hang up. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't get the pitch. You didn't ask me to like buy the magazine or nothing. It was just, you we, just gave me information. 
Yeah, we really don't have the pitches. We're, our number one at Life Extension, our number one product is information. Yes, we do sell some products and services that are, re, are a reflection of that information, but that's all it is. I mean, we really begin and start with evidence-based information. We just are simply trying to educate the community. We're trying to give you information like, for instance, benefits of blood donating. You can call any of our health advisors to talk in more detail about this. They can find centers for you in your area. They might even be able to help your uh, work set something up. I mean, our health advisors are here. They give you their undivided attention. They're all experts. They're all health advisors, meaning we have medical doctors. We have naturopathic doctors. We got chiropractors. We have fitness trainers, nutritionists. These are all people here that literally spend time on the phone talking to people. You don't have to be a member or not. They'll, they'll answer all of your questions. We're not your doctor, that's for sure. We're just giving you information, Carl, so your listeners have the essentially the knowledge and the power to take care of themselves. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take our last commercial break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We're talking today with Dr. Michael Smith from Life Extension Foundation. I hope that most of you are getting ready to go out the door to donate blood after this show is over. I'm anxious to do it myself, to be honest with you. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The, the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to DrSeeds.com. That's D rseeds.com use coupon code shr and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill check it out i promise this is one supplement that delivers are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need do what i do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from live on labs unlike pills and powders live on's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin c vitamin b glutathione acetyl l-carnitine and alpha lipoic acid to where they need to be your cells visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash carl to learn why i take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life that's try.livonlabs.com slash carl quest nutrition makes bars cookies chips and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new Transformation Challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training need a testosterone booster that works check out boomstick whatever you need you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at redcon one go to redcon1.com that's r-e-d-c-o-n the number one.com or go to superhumanradio.net 
and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive. Productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Listen strong. It's Superhuman Radio. Party people! Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. My guest today is Dr. Michael Smith. We're talking about the benefits of giving blood, the benefits to your body, perhaps reduce the risk of cancer, heart disease. Overall, good health would be enhanced when you give blood periodically. All right, so let's summarize, Dr. Smith. The benefits of giving blood clearly seem to be because of the uh, reduction in the accumulation or load of metals in the body, correct? Absolutely. It's, it's all about oxidative stress. Uh, okay. metals, metals in the human body are an oxidative load. Uh, we live in an oxidative environment, right? That, that, that's your, that's your, you know, your, um, your perfect storm that right. you always talk about. Right. I mean, most of the toxins that we, um, that our body is constantly fighting against, um, increase oxidative stress. And there's one that the body actually needs. And iron, uh, a certain amount of iron is needed by the human body to make red cells, but in excess, it is a metal. It will be oxidized. It will rust in your blood, and that rusting process of iron is going to be very dangerous. It's dangerous to arterial plaque. It may even uh, cause the spleen not to work as well, uh, where your cancer um, rates can increase. I mean, it, you, you have to keep check, uh, keep a... Keep an eye out on your serum iron level. Remember, optimal levels are about 40 to 100. You start getting about, uh, above 100, it's time to donate some blood, or at least donate at least twice a year, maybe three times a year. I did actually go to the Red Cross website, and they allow uh, blood donations up to six times a year. So every other month? Yeah, basically every other month. So what a, what a great way to help somebody else and also um, uh, a way for you to benefit too. I'm I'm almost compelled to say the heck with everybody else, but you know. <laughs> you, well, okay. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> Don't know. I think that's great that we live in a society where we we understand that we're all in this together, and and helping other people I think is important. If you've ever, Carl, worked in a hospital before, and there's a there's a shortage of blood, and people are coming in with trauma, maybe uh, certain cancers where they're being drained of uh, of of red blood cells, they're highly anemic. Being able to give somebody blood um, and watch them get better immediately is an amazing thing. So never. Never lose focus of the fact that your blood is going to help somebody else, and you're going to get some better some benefits. It's it, it's a win win situation. What could be better? Do, do you do you happen to know when uh, transfusions actually became uh, a possibility? Because obviously, back in the day, bloodletting was removing the blood for the benefits to the person having the blood removed, and they weren't using that blood for other people. Today, we accumulate blood and then use it. And transfusions. When did transfusions begin? Well, I know uh, transfusions, as far as I know, is really a, a something of modern medicine. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure when they actually began, but I know 
um, the the thought of being able to replace somebody else's blood with with somebody else's has been around for a while. It was just how we were how were they going to be able to do it? The technology had to catch up with that. It really was the turn of the last century that blood transfusions um, were were a common practice in hospitals. I, I you know. Um I was an RH negative baby. Is that, is that, you know, that, that yeah, you were, yeah, okay. I guess my mother's blood, my father's blood didn't work right. And so they, they had to give me some sort of an injection or my mother some sort of injection. They learned from my sister. My sister was the same way. When my sister was born, they had to give her a complete transfusion at birth. Yeah, what happens? There are certain antigens in, in blood. One of those are called the RH, um, uh, uh antigens. Right. Yeah, the RH factors. And if your mom's positive, um, and and, and the baby negative. is negative, right? Yeah, your your mom your mom literally has antibodies that can actually um, attack for the most part your own blood cells and and cause problems that way. I, so, I always yeah. knew I always knew she didn't like me for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's many other yeah, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, can we can we end by switching gears though? Yes, absolutely, Doctor. I want to I want to mention something to all of your listeners. Um, there is uh, I think you'll you'll be seeing this a little bit on the news coming up in the next probably a couple months, there's a new push by some senators, and I don't have the specific names yet, but there's a new push by um, some people in our Congress that are looking to um, add some more regulation um, into the Food and Drug um, and, uh, Cosmetic Act, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, right. which they already changed in 1994. Now they're looking to add some more um, FDA regulations into the supplement industry. Right. Basically what they're doing is they're going to add so many hoops, so many uh, hoops that these, these small companies will have to jump through that they just won't be able to afford it anymore. Right. Uh, they literally will, they will shut down um, you know, companies in really good, high-quality um, uh, uh, companies producing great products, they're going to shut them down by just overloading them with bureaucracy. Right. And, and it's really a shame. And yet at the same time, this, this FDA allows um, drugs that are very dangerous to be um, approved. We even have over-the-counter drugs that need to be watched more closely, like acetaminophen, right. uh, which causes more deaths than any supplement that I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, an average of, average of 100 people a month die from acetaminophen. Absolutely, it's 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 acetaminophen is getting in all kinds of different drugs. You're mixing it with narcotics from your doctor now. Um, I, I, you know what you know what I you pills. know what I love I love that way these the the marketers of these nighttime acetaminophen and NSAID products focus on the sleep quality. And so you're taking something to sleep, and you're taking the acetaminophen for no reason at all. You don't need that. There's a lot you of people. Don't, you don't. You don't need that. But here's the thing, though. Acetaminophen has is is well known to have toxicity over a certain dose. Okay, in the right dose, it's fine. But the problem is, is acetaminophen is seeding into all these other products, Carl, and the and the FDA is not managing that, and people are doing way more acetaminophen every day than they should. They're they're going above that toxic uh, that toxic level because the FDA is allowing um, the makers of acetaminophen to plop this drug into just about anything and. Yet they're going to attack 
uh, vitamin companies uh, where vitamins and supplements really um, have never been shown to, to be that deadly at all. So it, it really is it's frustrating to me. It angers us here at Life Extension. Um, you know, the FDA should be focusing on acetaminophen. They should be leaving Cheerios and their, and their cholesterol claims alone, leaving companies like Life Extension alone, right. and they should be focusing on where the danger is, and they're not. And there's now a new push. Um, you'll probably see a more formal bill. They're even hiding these types of um, um, additional regulations. It was in the Wall Street Reform Act. The Wall Street Reform Act had a few lines about more regulation. Bottom line is, listen, the FDA, if they want to be around, fine. Go focus on where the real danger is. And um, I, I think what you're going to see is legislation that is, uh, is going to choke uh, small companies in this industry to death. What can and, the small companies do? What can, there's a lot of, you know what, you know what the funny thing is? I have a lot of advertisers who are supplement companies. And when I do these shows about supplement reform and, and bills, mm-hmm. and I, I, and they're like oblivious to codex. And I'm thinking these poor guys are in the business and they're not, they're not lobbying for their own industry. What can well, these companies do? Well, Carl, they're so busy. Come on. I've had my own little small company, too. You're so busy with running the company that you don't always have that time. Right. Here's what you do. You go to big companies like Life Extension. There's some other good ones out there. I know you at Superhuman Radio have done certain fax, uh, faxing campaigns. Fax campaigns, right. You, you can go to the Life Extension website. We On our website, we have a clinical, um, I'm sorry, a um, legislative action center where literally you could read about all these things that are going on. You can pick the one that you want to focus on. You simply fill in your name, uh, zip code, a few little bit of, uh, d- uh, a little bit more information, but it's real simple. Hit submit and we send it to your congressman for you. Right. So there are little, there are things that everybody could be doing. We have to overwhelm um, the system over there in Washington. We just have to bombard them with fax campaigns, email campaigns to let them know we're not going to continue to stand for this. We, we, we have drugs that are killing people, some of them over the counter, and we're, we're allowed to, you know, that is, that's allowed to happen, but yet we're going to shut down people that sell vitamin C. I know it's ridiculous. And it, draw, it, it really you, you can tell that I'm. It makes me angry. I think. Well, you know, and you want to you want let me add let me add some icing to the cake right before we we, we finish the show. I t- I talked about this yesterday. Uh, there's now research that shows that all NSAIDs, some to a greater degree than others, increase the risk of a heart attack and stroke in healthy individuals. Diclofenac apparently is one of the worst possible over-the-counter. Carl, some, some of the most dangerous drugs are over-the-counter. I know. And, and what's amazing is there's, there's, there's really no um, regulation of them. Um, acetaminophen is allowed to enter into all kinds of different products. People are not aware of how much they're taking. And, they, I mean, people literally go in with liver failure into the hospitals because of that over-the-counter drug. Yet the FDA is going to focus on tart cherry growers and, and uh, Cheerios and companies like Life Extension simply because we talk about natural things, because we talk about something that's outside the pharmaceutical industry. And it really does come down to that money. And it, I'm getting angry. We're getting angrier here at Life Extension. Please check out our Legislative Action Center and do something today. The website is lef.org. You got it. And, yep. and go to Superhuman Radio and get your free subscription to Life Extension magazine Become a supporter. Get involved. Um, you know, we, we, we sit back and we rant about this sort of stuff, myself included. 
But when it comes down to actually taking action, very few of us are doing that. And that's where the pharmaceutical industry trumps Wins. us. That's when because they, they Carl, they're up there they, all the time. Maybe we need to have a, a, a show coming up here where me and you can, can talk about some strategies that the everyday person in the small company can, uh, can follow to actually make a difference. Maybe we need to sit down and talk about lo- that. I would love that. I would okay. love that. Absolutely. I right, listen, Dr. Smith, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about this. I hope Always everybody pleasure, is inspired Carl. to go and give blood. And if not, shame on you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>